Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed, episode 118. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Um, each week on the Geeks Unleashed podcast, we buy something a little bit of a chat about little geeky habits, things that we watch, read, mm-hmm. play, etc. While also adding in either a comic book, movie, TV show, or game, uh, like movie or TV show to uh, review. I.e., we kind of you know the adaptions, uh, the the yeah. uncharted, the uncharted movies, the. Uh, Tomb Raider movies, the you know, the stuff the, that's all based on something else. Yeah, based based yeah the movies and TV shows that are based off comics yeah. or games. There you go. So you couldn't couldn't say <laughs> about myself. Uh, for this, this week's episode, we're more of a simlined uh, episode as we're going to have a two week special event focusing on Shazam. So we're going we're going back to the DC verse for a little bit. Um, yeah. But before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would also like it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel and if you are listening on your favorite podcast platform we appreciate that as well we would also very much love it if you leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or podchaser and before we also get started please remember that we do have a ko-fi setup links are everywhere in the geeks unleashed uh, link tree mm-hmm, you can find mm-hmm. it any little bit helps us uh, to keep to keep the lights on yep and um just remember for the cost of a, of a coffee once a month would be really helpful you know don't buy that coffee this week make your yeah. own at home and <laughs> give, give us the dough so uh they, they, yeah it even helps with things like you know i mean cinema tickets yeah you, know, you name it, it would the be hosting nice costs the money hosting. zoom yeah, costs yeah, yeah. money yeah the domain um, name costs mo- you know it's a little bit here and there here and there yeah yeah we appreciate all of that so yeah anyway we're we no catch up this week uh, no news this week. Like I said, we're just going to focus straight on Shazam. So we're going to just get, get straight into Shazam with exclamation mark. Yes. <laughs> 2019. So. All right. And the first appearance by the character Shazam is from Wiz Comics number two in February of 1940. The character was originally created in 1939 by Bill Parker and Cece Beck. Uh, so Shazam's got like this wild history especially because the original name of the character was one of the original names of the character was captain marvel uh which you know is kind of a problem because of marvel comics and their character of captain marvel anyway so shazam used to be an imprint of a publisher called faucet publishing uh they were the original creators the original uh owners of shazam but they got sued by DC Comics in the 1950s because DC said Shazam ain't nothing but a copy of Superman and all his powers are way, way too close to Superman's power. So you guys, we're going to sue you. Uh, well, Fawcett couldn't, didn't have the like money to keep fighting DC. So eventually they sold the rights of Shazam to DC Comics. Uh, DC acquired Shazam. He went through 50 bajillion name changes uh, uh, eventually getting around to Captain Marvelous, which was shortened to Captain Marvel. Um, but it took DC all the way until 1991 to acquire all of the rights to the entire Shazam family. I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't realize oh. that Shazam was not an original DC character. I didn't realize they picked it up from someone else. No, I didn't know. I did know that, and I didn't know <clears throat> about the Captain Marvel name thing. Yeah. Um, also, though, this this character was created twenty eight years before Marvel created Captain Marvel. I I don't know the whole ins and outs of the legalities. Maybe when we do Captain Marvel uh, in due course. Uh, yeah, we'll check we'll, it out we'll in November. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a while, so, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
But you know, t- uh, there was a few things <clears> I, <throat> I found as well. So it turns out that there was also they had a, a similar issue with um, a character called Marvel Man. Um, oh. Have you heard of Marvel Man? I have not. Uh, so Marvel Man was created by an independent comic book publisher in Britain um, and had too many similarities to Shazam, <laughs> uh, including the fact that he could turn into a kid um, okay. by saying a magic word. Um, Marvel Comics, in the end, decided to buy Marvel Man, quite similar to how DC bought Shazam. So, okay, interesting. So, um However, Marvel Man has now been rebranded into Miracle Man. So, oh, no, Miracle Man I've heard of. Yeah, so Marvel Man is now Miracle Man. So, huh. Um, you know, another thing about Shazam, like in the early days, this comic actually mm-hmm. outsold Superman. It used to be in the 40s. It was the best-selling comic for a very long time, which was another reason that it wound up on DC's radar, radar in the first place. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be honest. It's difficult to have original characters. I think DC probably threw their clout around, and of course, yeah. and then they they won. So yeah, yeah, beating I mean, up on the little guys. Yeah. Well, so um, one of the things I thought also was quite interesting was <laughs> there's a storyline um, where Shazam, Captain Marvel, joined the Justice Society of America. Oh. But but originally he didn't reveal his identity as a child, um, <laughs> and Stargirl, who was a teenager, uh, developed a crush on Shazam. Obviously, oh, Shazam doing the right thing revealed that he is a, a child. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, but I thought I thought I thought to myself though, there's there's a few incidences uh, like that as well. So mm-hmm. um, there used to be. Um, oh, I just it's just come to me uh so there's a character uh called prime who, who used to be part of the malibu comics and he used to be able to change into a 13 year old boy called kevin green mm-hmm. um and do you remember as well as a child there was a cartoon called banana map no maybe <laughs> I a... have never in my life heard of Banana Man. What? The only bananas I know are bananas in pajamas. Hold on. So Banana Man gets his strength from eating bananas before he eats a banana. Banana Man is a young boy called Eric. Uh, is he Popeye? <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, oh my like, God. like I mean, it must have been a British cartoon then. Uh... It ran from 83 to 86. It was on the BBC network. Yeah, and I've never, ever heard of Banana Man. Hold on two ticks. Hold on. I want to grab something. Hold on. Okay. I actually have. Sorry. I actually have. I actually have. This is Prime. That's Banana Man. No, 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 no. This is Prime, the one I mentioned before. This is for Malibu Comics. Um, So Prime is very Superman-esque. Yeah. Um, Look at those arms, man. Jeez. Um... Oh, it's oh, stiffer. Um, I used to have metal things that would go on here, but they've they've gone. Uh, yeah, look at those arms. But yeah, he was a little little kid. It was very much like Shazam, um, but this was made by Malibu Comics, and Malibu Comics was also bought by Marvel Comics. Interesting, so, interesting. Um, so 
But yeah, there's obviously a lot of characters out there that have the whole child yeah. becoming adult thing. And I do remember as well reading a comic with Prime where his whole teammates didn't know he was a child as well. So, <laughs> but well, yeah. Nobody would assume that. You would never ever look at a guy that's built like Shazam and think like, <laughs> you got to be a 14 year old kid. Like nobody would think that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I think it's quite, it's quite a strange concept, the idea of a child. Hold on, didn't like in Power Rangers, in Power Rangers Turbo, they had um, a boy that would turn into a Power Ranger and then suddenly be adult-sized. I have no idea. I never watched Turbo. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't really watch Turbo. but that, So I guess it's a concept that a lot of people have used, the idea of child turning into adult. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm not a fan of the concept. I, I, I'm not a massive fan of it because I do think, if you know, look at the Stargirl thing. Yeah, it's quite quite a weird. Yeah, it's a slippery slope, man. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a slippery slope. But know? it's also weird when they when they do it when they flip it and instead of a guy, it's girls. Like if you think about Invincible and Beast Girl, mm. and how she was a kid, but like when she transforms, she transforms into like this big beastly character. Mm-hmm. But she's like a kid forever, so she's stuck in this phase where like she can't date anyone because she she's like this perpetual thirteen year old kid. And the same thing happened in the Internals when one of the Eternals was a perpetual oh, child. Yeah. And at the know? end, they got her to be human, though. Yeah, so yeah. I think they'd have to do something like that, because clearly children continue to change in appearance until they're adults, and they yes. probably knew that with a sequel, how could they explain her All right. looking like a Which is, I'm very interested to see what happens in this is Shazam Fury of the Gods, because it's they're been all, like, so older. long. It's yeah, been like yeah. five years, so like... Um, yeah. I think someone did a meme of um, uh, the children with the adults from one and two, and then mm. they clipped they clipped like a Shazam three with like yeah different <laughs> act, different different child <laughs> actors now like slight set the same age as all yeah. the Shazam. They're gonna have to, right? <laughs> and uh, well, well, yeah, maybe they have to recast. recast. <laughs> They're gonna have uh, to recast those kids. Anyway, so um, the movie was written by Henry Gaiden and Darren Lemke. Lemke, uh, directed by David F. Sandberg. And it stars Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazier, and Jamin Hunsu, among others. Um, various others. There's a lot. There's a big cast, actually. Yeah. So, released on the 5th of April, 2019. Crazy, actually, that, um, you know, it's around the same time it's coming out, actually. Yeah. So, so the sequel is. So, running time of 132 minutes. Budget is sort of in the range of 90 million and uh box office made a return of 366.1 million so which doesn't seem that high i thought it did better i mean but every to me everything is everything before covid is like distorted at this point right like i don't i, I barely remember what happened in 2019 <laughs> just out of curiosity now we don't know how much but out of curiosity Circa 200 million budget for Black Adam, box office of 393 million. Mm. So that, so let's just say it made about 200 million profit. This here has made about 170 profit. Mm-hmm. So it's made it's made actually less profit than Black Adam. Yeah, yeah, it got yeah, it got a sequel. Mm. So. <laughs> I think that there's, says a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but to be fair, unfair to be unfair, uh, The Rock by himself 
is a draw period right like people go and see his movies just because he is in them regardless of whether or not they are any good no what i mean is they haven't really it doesn't seem like a black adam sequel is around the corner oh no and i think that's probably to do with the politics rather than anything so yeah i think yeah the behind the scenes drama probably killed the black adam sequel is i think i guess because he wanted to be the james gunn yeah Um, so shazam was one of the fury of the gods was something that uh i want to say it was originally supposed to come out i believe last year it was supposed to come out last april and obviously they have pushed it back a whole year uh but there was buzz around this movie they brought it to comic-con when when comic-con was still virtual in 2021 they brought fury of the gods to the digital version of dc's panels at comic-con so shazam fury of the gods had been in the works for a very long time it's just that it got delayed and delayed and delayed because of covid although Mm -hmm. i have heard so far that test it it is not testing as highly as they had hoped um so i guess we'll find out next week we'll see next week whether or not we thought fury of the gods was any good i think this isn't a shocker um well, we'll come to it in a minute. You wanted to talk about some other facts. So. Ah, yes. Okay, so one of my favorite parts of this film uh, was the fact that Freddie always had a different name for Shazam. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, throughout the movie, but, yeah. Yeah, but that was also a bit in the comics, too. Like, in the comics, he had all of these crazy names, like Captain Thunder, the Big Red Cheese, the World's Mightiest Mortal, King Shazam, Captain Shazam, Lightning Guy. Like just all kinds of crazy things, and in the film, it was stuff like Captain Sparkle Fingers and Thundercrack and Mister Philadelphia, oh, yeah. <laughs> like Zapped in America. <laughs> oh, my God, Sir Zaps a lot. <laughs> so, like, what was your favorite non Shazam name in the film? Mine was Captain Sparkle Fingers. <laughs> uh, do you know? What? I was about to say. I think I like sparkle fingers uh, yeah that one is so stupid i think that's probably the best one actually that sparkle yeah. fingers is, is like it's so unmanly yeah <laughs> sparkle fingers. So. But it was, i think the funniest like explanation of one was the very first one that he used and he was like this is thundercrack and he was like no man that sounds like a butt thing like <laughs> <laughs> you cannot call me thundercrack <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah, they were so. That was so funny. So yeah, Captain Sparkle Fingers is my favorite Shazam name. There you go. It was a good. It was a good running joke. I think that they yeah, had throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, as far uh, as like legit names, I think Red Cyclone would be my favorite. Like legit name, but definitely Captain Sparkle Fingers. I, I kind of wondered, like, you know, what what eventually are they going to say to the public? Because he can't keep saying I'm Shazam, like you know, because obviously every time he says it, he turns yeah. into a child. So. <clears throat> Will they eventually give him a real name? Because the public will, in the end, name him, surely. Because Maybe that's thought... why they changed his name to Captain Marvel. Because he could say that while still yeah. using Shazam to tran- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. transition. But also, I didn't realize this, uh, that Shazam is an acronym for yeah. the seven gods that are, or the, the all the immortals that are inside of him, the six ones. Uh, so Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. So together, that is Shazam. I think that's cool. I didn't realize that until I saw your yeah, thing there. Me neither. I mean, in in the film, like the wizard says all the names before the power, like when the power transfers. But I never connected that those names spelled out Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. 
So trivia for you. Can you guess which current DC anti-hero character also auditioned for the role of Shazam? Uh, do, 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 do. I mean, John Cena. Oh, can you right. imagine if he had gotten Shazam instead of Peacemaker? I, I think he would have done it well, but it would have been a shame because he does Peacemaker so yeah, well. Yeah, Peacemaker's so, so good, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, what in some ways you just think, actually, I'm glad he didn't get that. Yeah. So yeah, it's like when you hear about Will Smith almost was Neo, it's like, no, like, really. Yeah, well, Will Smith was. Um, I, th- I don't know whether he auditioned or got offered or whatever it was. Like, huh. um, so I don't know. Like, I think that the Neo chemistry <clears throat> between um, oh, him and Trinity. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but um, uh, Morpheus. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. The, all the chemistry between um, uh, Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne was brilliant. I think it would have been a very different role with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. It's hard to take Will Smith seriously. Um, I know <laughs> he's done. I know he's done the odd serious role, but but no, it is weird when you when you hear of people that are um, in roles that they that you know that have been by other people like Keanu Reeves. So. Yeah, I always think back to like, what if they had actually cast Tom Cruise as Iron Man? instead of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, like, been that would have been completely like I don't think the MCU would be what the MCU is. No, I don't think I don't think the MCU would be I think it would be It'd be the Tom Cruise so, show. Yeah, it'd be the Tom Cruise it'd be the <laughs> it'd be the TCU or something like yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't have gone where he would have wanted so much creative control. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I think I think in a way he's found his universe mission. Oh yeah, possible. mission possible. Yeah, um, with all think, his freaking weird stunts. I think, I think, do you know, because he was potentially going to leave Mission Impossible and they were going to bring in um, uh, Hawkeye actor. Oh, uh, what's that? Jeremy Renner, yeah. Jeremy Renner, yeah. Like, they were going to bring him in. That's what they started to bring him in. Two mm-hmm. movies, and it was meant to be sort of the handover. But the first movie that uh, Jeremy Renner was in was meant to be the handover movie. Mm-hmm. But then, because it did so well, Tom Cruise was like, um, I'm going to come back and do another one. Yeah, yeah. He's like, wait, like, oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not done yet. Sorry, yeah, just kidding. Yeah. And, uh, and then... <laughs> I think he didn't like the idea of potentially handing this franchise over, and then Jeremy Renner stepped away. Apparently, Jeremy <clears> Renner <throat> was asked to come back for a third movie so they could kill his character off, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Jeremy Renner said, "No, I'm not. I'm not coming back for that." So, yeah. Uh, he probably thought, "No, that's that's yeah. Like, I'll come back when you're ready for me to do a whole film." Like, yeah. I'm, well, I'm not, that's going to be difficult now, huh? I'm not. Well, yeah, but also he probably thought, I'm "Not coming back to do a cameo." So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think good on him because then he leaves the option to come back yeah exactly like you could kill me off on screen so like are you just gonna kill me off off screen they just don't mention him yeah exactly he disappears uh uh, they do that a lot of movies but anyway um that's all i got for fun facts so summary of this movie we we do the imdb summary so a newly fostered young boy in search of his mother uh instead finds an unexpected superpowers and soon gains powerful enemy uh, I want to add here because I feel like they should add it in, um, and a new family essentially as yeah. well. So, um, so overall thoughts on this movie. Uh, before I forget, the one thing I wanted to say was I think this movie fits firmly in the Man of Steel, Aquaman, first mm-hmm. Wonder Woman world of movies. Yeah, like really strong first movie films, like really. Yes. Good. And th- this is kind of like the good DCU. Like, and, yes, um, I would agree. So, can't really judge. 
a Man of Steel sequel because Batman and Superman the Superman was the sequel, so I kind of forget that. Obviously, Wonder Woman 84 was terrible. There has been no Aquaman sequel yet. There is one on the way. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got Shazam sequel around the corner, mm-hmm. but generally the sequels haven't always necessarily lived up to uh, the premise and Not a one has. In, in the DCU the as one. it was, yeah, there never has any of the sequels even come close to the first one. No, no, uh, not so. Oh, actually, <clears throat> sorry. The Suicide Squad as a sequel. That's better. true. That's yeah, that's that. the only one that breaks the curse. the The yeah. first one was terrible, and then the second one turned out to be flipping awesome. Yeah. So, well, I think this movie sits firmly in those strong first movie mm-hmm. uh, worlds that they had. Um, so for me, just a quick summary of this uh, movie is it's a great introduction to a character that not many people will be familiar with, especially like the origins. Right. Or, or like that we even discussed, you know, going mm-hmm. back to his early comic book roots. Most people probably won't even go and look that stuff up. Right. But I, I think it's great how they had a first movie for a brand new character, entire, entire brand new cast, whilst also um, setting this nicely within the DCU. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, I thought <clears> it was awesome to have the Batman Batarang, which actually does yes. get used later on in the film. And, yeah. and actually is something that leads towards the demise of the movie. So actually that's, Batman, in a sense, helps save yes. the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the fact that we've got Superman newspapers, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think it's those are nice little twists. And obviously, we have a kind of Superman and Aquaman yes. sort of mentions throughout the film. We'll, we'll talk about those later. But I think they they do really well to incorporate this nicely into that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had they had to do that because I think they were trying to this sort of shared universe right um and yeah i just yeah we'll talk about as we go through it but i think the structure and the pacing and everything was just done really well they balance action and comedy flipping amazingly and um yeah i don't know i just think they they, was a really strong cast it's really it's just really a really good film and a really good family film but also a really good christmas movie christmas movie okay all right oh oh there was a christmas tree there was no Christmas music, though. There's no Christmas music. There's a lot of Christmas lights, <clears> trees. There's Christmas decorations. There's decorations. It was set ooh, at Christmas. That's a ooh. It was set at Christmas. But there uh, is no but ooh, but there's no Christmas jingle. Ooh, that should then, be a debate. We should put that uh, up on Instagram. And there's a sense of Christmas cheer as the, as, <laughs> as, as we get the the newfound family come together at the end oh, of the movie. Oh man! So, and that's Ooh. that kind of thing that we get in in a lot of Christmas movies. You know, the the new family finding themselves. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it has all the elements except for a tune. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> um my summary of this movie i absolutely love found family films i just love the concept of people choosing their family versus like settling for the family that you were born into um i thought the cast all worked really well together like all the kids have this great like sibling chemistry um the parents are really cute uh just like and the dynamic between Freddie and Billy is really, really done very well. And then Zachary Levi and Jack play so well off of each other. Um, 
I just think the casting was spot on for this one. I like after having seen this film, I honestly cannot imagine anyone other than Zachary Levi playing Shazam just because Zachary Levi has that comedy bone and he can like he you can definitely feel that there is a child inside that body. You know what I mean? It's it's not like he suddenly becomes big and he is an adult. Like he literally acts like an idiot <laughs> even as an adult. Yeah. Um, but I think that's one of the charming things about this film. Like it keeps you in like us as the audience. I never forget that he is a 14 year old kid in this big buffed up body, but like, <clears throat> I just think it's done well. Like he has no idea what he's doing. He stumbles his way through this whole thing. Um, and it really takes like someone threatening his new family for him to kind of step up into the into that hero role otherwise he was just a dick like most of the time um mm. i just I, I really enjoyed it i i love the dynamic the the villain was a bit meh but since they didn't kill the villain off like there's hope that we could see a resurgence from dr savannah um also mark strong i love mark strong like mark strong to me is is always good and no matter what he does uh so i really enjoyed him in the role but yeah, I just I love the way that everyone worked well together in this film. Like that's my biggest my biggest takeaway from this film is that the, the cast all worked so well together. They all had really good chemistry. So they carry you along even when there are plots plot points that are just like this doesn't make any sense. I forgot he is in another comic <clears throat> movie as well, Mark Strong, Merlin in uh, the Kingsman. So yeah, oh, man. Uh, every time I hear uh west virginia i think about him (laughs) (laughs) um so i I was thinking about characters throughout this movie who i enjoyed yeah and obviously hard to pick a favorite for me it is hard to pick a favorite obviously zachary 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 levi carried this movie yeah hands down this movie was a success because of him Mm -hmm. and it goes without standing i think we would all probably say he probably is one of the best characters in this yeah however i want to say that freddie yep what a great name, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Played by Jack Grazer. Grazer, uh-huh. Grazer is probably the best character for me in this movie. Same. He, he's the heart of this movie. Of course. Um, he's the conscience. Like he, he is the conscience, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um he just everything about him, he really is the shining light for uh for Billy mm-hmm. uh, and helps Billy to turn turn that corner from he was never going to be villain status because yeah. wasn't going down the villain road it was going down the douche right um you know making money youtuber route that he could have gone down right um and actually without freddie we went down this actually well the, the road we went down you know mm-hmm. to him becoming a hero uh and you can see that real change in his character how quite early on in the movie yeah, he, Freddie's like, yeah, 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 I, I know uh, the red thunderpants guy, you know, yeah. um, like, and, uh, and like, you know, then he doesn't show up, doesn't show up at lunch. And then yeah. by the end of it, he shows up and sits within the canteen, but he outdoes himself by bringing Superman ish. Yeah. Some um, guy in a Superman <laughs> suit. It is not yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was amazing when we thought it was going to be Henry Cavill, though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> some guy in a Superman suit shows up. But I think the fact that Billy goes out of his way because we yeah. obviously don't don't see that conversation between Superman and, and Shazam, uh, and, yeah. And so the fact that he went off and said, "Look, you know, 
but off screen somewhere, you know, yeah. Billy went and found Superman and said, look, I need you to help a guy out. Can you come to the school, sit and have lunch with my mate Freddie? And Henry Cavill was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm just going to make the assumption it was Henry Cavill <clears throat> Superman. And, yeah, Clark uh, was like, yeah, no problem, man. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. No problem. Just let yeah. me know. And like, he just walks in. And I just thought, what a turning event, ter- mm-hmm. turning point for this film. But, you know, and it, you could see the bond between the two of them. But it was because of Freddie, Freddie's strength of character. Right. Like, you know, he didn't let, you know, his own disabilities hold him down. He still was such a strong character. <clears throat> and I just mm-hmm. love all of his humor that he yeah. d- d- delivers. And um, so that, that was your favorite character as well. Do you want to say any more about it? I just I I like his self-deprecating humor. Like he he was the kid that obviously had to be funny um because he's the kid with the visible disability and i just thought like he he took on the seriousness of that but at the same time like didn't let it bog him down um so he just he of all the kids he seemed like wise beyond his years even though he was kind of a jackass too sometimes but i just he was so good like he he was the the like I would say he's the glue that kind of kept everybody together. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a kid, an actual kid to carry that much weight in the film, like, and again, like he played off of Zachary Levi so, so well that you almost enjoy that combination more than you enjoy him and Asher together. Um, so yeah, no, Freddie, Freddie was, Freddie was the guy. Like he's definitely the best character for me. My favorite character in this film. Wanted to talk about the structure of the movie and come back to Freddy. Throughout this movie, there's quite a lot of tropes. Um, yes. There's a lot of ongoing gags as well, and mm-hmm. um, one of the most ongoing gags actually helps <clears throat> with the um, kind of you know like the show me tell me sort of, sort of thing they have in this movie yeah. um, to explain. Yeah, you know, everybody knows Superman. Everyone knows Batman. We kind of don't need those powers explained or who this guy is. So one of the things we have with Freddy is the constant testing of his powers. Yes. Um, and like, and I love the fact that Freddy is a wind-up merchant that he's like, oh, teleportation. Yeah. But actually, his secret fire test. You know, <laughs> like, like, and you know, there's like, ongoing gags between yeah. him, him and Billy. And even when the the store's getting robbed, he's like, "Oh, I wonder if it's your suit that's like bulletproof, or it's your face." And he's yeah. like, "Shoot him in the face! Sh- shoot, shoot him, him in the face!" In the face. <laughs> and like, and then, and then, uh, like Billy's like, "Yeah, shoot me in the face!" No, no, like, like, like yeah. they were his face. But when they were doing all of this, I don't know if you ever watched the TV show TV show Heroes, uh, oh. cheerleader. Uh, I am familiar with Heroes, but I did not watch religiously. Hayden Hayden Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she has a similar thing with a guy she's at school with. And um she can throw herself off, throws herself off a bridge and crumbles to pieces and then pulls herself up and all her bones get you know, returns to normal and all this kind of thing. And they have it like test video number four, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like and um so and I think that's how the show Heroes season four ends with her making a video and releasing it online of uh, that's kind of how season four ends uh when heroes does come back in season five hayden didn't return um but like they had that ongoing gag of the the test video thing and i thought mm-hmm. that was that was a really cool um plot device that they used to help explain to the audience who this guy is what his abilities are um 
but also it was just really funny. So, yeah, it was. I mean, they carried it all the way to the post credits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So the post credits. Um, I mean, do you want to talk about the post credits bit now? Oh yeah, we can. Yeah. So the, I mean, with when you say that, like with his with Freddie's bit, I mean. Yeah. So like they the whole like they're testing the video testing. So at the very this is way after the credits have already ended. Like if you're still sitting in the theater or in our case free watching, like he's holding up a fishbowl and trying to talk to a goldfish, <laughs> <laughs> and Freddie is like. So can you talk? And he's like, no, dude, I can't talk to fish. Like, what what, what on earth? Like, how could that be, like, a cool power? And, like, Freddy is wearing, like, this Aquaman t-shirt. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe you could command legions of people, like, legions under the sea. It was just really funny to me because it was like, Freddy, you got to be the first person in the entirety of the DC EU that we know of that is, like, capping for Aquaman. <laughs> Nobody else roots for Aquaman the way that Freddy does. So I'm going joke about Aquaman. Oh, he can talk to fish. What yeah. great power that is. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a great power in the sea. Like, yeah. So not anywhere yeah. else. So, yeah. Um, Doesn't I mean, quite I, work on land. Not many people own fish. And even if I owned a goldfish, what's it going to do? Yeah. I, they have a memory like, that goes like that. Like, what, how could you ever have a conversation also, with a goldfish? Also, also they're like, that big, that yeah, big, yeah, you know, like the size of my finger. <laughs> I, and uh, but anyway, um, that that for me was one of my favorite ongoing gags was just the superpower thing that ran yeah. throughout. So, and it was it was always really funny because Freddie would be so disappointed when it didn't happen. Like yeah. when he couldn't at first when he couldn't fly, it was just like, oh, that's it. Okay, well, and then like oh. when he realized he couldn't talk to fish, he like the look on Freddie's face was just like, ugh really you can't talk to fish either like he just he gets so like amped up to figure out what shazam's powers are and then when something doesn't pan out he's just like uh great you can't do that either <laughs> uh did you have any like favorite ongoing gags or things throughout the movie because i know you mentioned about the name change the names thing. like every yeah. time something and like the fact that freddie would say all of these stupid names with a straight face like mm -hmm. i always thought that was so funny like Oh yeah, this is this is my boy. So zaps a lot. <laughs> Says oh, that, that with good. a straight face. Uh, that that was uh, I think that was actually quite good as well. Um, so the the movie in terms of actually a structure, I think actually they did well in terms of we get introduced to uh, Doctor Savannah at the beginning as a child mm -hmm. and the car accident with no other than. Lex Luthor's dad from Smallville <laughs> and I thought that was great as well that they like, I love that DC sometimes do this oh yeah that guy it, has been it. a voice too in a ton of their animated stuff John well, Glover and, uh, but, but DC are really big on bringing in former mm -hmm. DC characters into other TV and movies I don't think Marvel do it to be honest from memory I don't think well Marvel haven't had as many live action things anyway as DC have over the years mm -hmm. but DC do love to pull in I, I, know, I know you're going to argue about the multiverse and all the rest of it, but um, that Spider-Man had, but DC really are big on recycling characters. Oh, yeah. Like, like um, Supergirl, the movie was in the Supergirl TV show and stuff like that. But when I saw him at the beginning, I was like, oh, that's really great that he's the dad of yeah. the bad guy in this <laughs> film. So, uh, and then He just can't catch a break. You always raise bad sons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, But then we then flash forward to slightly later on you know maybe about 10 15 years later but billy as a child who gets lost by his mother so mm -hmm. it sets the ground of their two origins i like the fact that we see earlier on in their life their origins mm -hmm. before then coming forward to billy who's really humorously like 
locking up a policeman and nicking yeah. his car car to use the computer and uh, still in his philly cheesesteak oh yeah that was funny as well it's like don't you dare go for my lunch yeah <laughs> and uh and then like and then like <clears throat> it, when he goes to the house looking for his mum, and he's like i think you're my mum. and this black lady walks out <laughs> she's like are you sure about that like <laughs> I thought that was great. Oh my god, like, that uh, cracked me up so bad because, like, I so I saw this film in theaters when it came out in 2019, but like, I I've only seen it I think one other time since. And then when I was rewatching it, I totally forgot that she was black. And so, like, in my head, I'm like, damn, I don't remember us meeting his mom this early in the in the in the movie. And then when she opens the door and it's a black lady, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> no, that's the same as me. I couldn't remember seeing the mom. I thought the mom was later on. Mm-hmm. But so the reason <clears> I do that is it kind of sets the foundations for obviously the villain and we see later on his drive to find you know the what was in that cave with mm-hmm. the wizard and everything and then um billy's drive to find his family or to mm-hmm. find i guess he's looking for his mom and what he thinks is family but mm-hmm. actually as we round this out towards the end of the the movie it's actually not that he was looking for his mom he's looking for family and that mm-hmm. kind of comes to a nice end and obviously with Dr. Savannah, he does find the wizard and he does find what he's looking for. Pro- probably sometimes shouldn't always, you know, yeah. and I like go what you're looking for. Um, but that's actually just reminded me of a little thing later on where Billy actually does say to Dr. Savannah, I don't think these creatures have your best interests. Yeah. And, um, Which is so the even, same thing the wizard told him. Yeah. And, and like, I like the fact that he saved him at the end of the day, could have let him hit the ground, but he mm. flew down and saved him from dying. So... Yeah, I think I think this movie is so well written, so well structured, plotted, and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I say this a lot actually when they when they um, line things up, and you know that things are, aren't just out of nowhere. They they you know they they start they did a really good starting ground here with the origins of the characters, and then followed through really nicely the character development. Yeah. I think the I would assume most of the bulk of the story would take place over about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you obviously got these little time jumps at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on just, I guess, the script? and? The yeah, I thought that itself? they used the flashbacks to good effect. Like, we we talk about this all the time in all, most of our episodes about how we don't, we're not really big fans of flashbacks, but I think giving us the origins of the villain and of the hero, I think that they did that well because they did it one time right like Mm. we get one time where we go back and see the villain's origin and we get one time where we go back and see the hero's origin and instead of like flopping back and forth throughout the whole film they got it over with early and then the rest of the time we're like in the present Mm. um and i think that was used to good effect so i liked how they kind of just like drop you into the film like drop you right into the action right away at the very beginning um And I just, I, I I think it is structured well. To me, it flows very well. Like it's, this is a very linear film as opposed to, you know, like every time we get a Batman movie, it's like everybody and their mother knows what happened to Batman as a kid in that alley. But like, you know, some, some films go back to that. Some films, I don't know, like the Batman stuff, the timeline is all over the place, but this film feels very like, they're telling a very straight story. It it doesn't really deviate too much from the original story that they're trying to tell. Um, but like you appreciate that. Like I pre I appreciate it the way that this linear storytelling actually gives us character development mm-hmm. in every stage of the film. Like every, it always feels like you, they're building on 
what we just saw before, right? So it doesn't feel like anything is not earned. Like by the time we get to the end, by the time we get the entire family of Shazam characters, like it feels earned. It doesn't feel like that just came out of nowhere. It's like, mm. oh, I can see. Like, you know, we started at the beginning. There are seven thrones, yada, yada, yada. Like you can see how they were building up to it. And by the time you finally get it, it's like, yes, finally. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I know this is Black Adam, but I like the fact that the same actor plays the wizard in both <clears throat> films. And I know yes. that's not, I know that's not, wasn't planned. When they Jamin Huntsu is also in the Marvel world. He was in. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, Gar- 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 and Gar- he was too. in Aquaman. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He was one of the underwater worlds kings in, I don't remember the name of those fish people, but he was a fish people <laughs> in um, Aquaman. Um, Atlanteans. Uh... It was different than the Atlanteans. It no, was, I can't remember. Yeah, he was like a, a different kind of king, like because because Aquaman went to him to ask for help. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> I, I remember him being there, but I can't remember. But mm-hmm. um, I'm sure we'll we'll do it later this year as, <laughs> uh, as the sequels come this year. But um, is I was just thinking about anything I would change in this film, and oh, I, I got was, something. I, I nothing. There's only one real thing that I really would change, and I think that Doctor's uh, Doctor uh, Sil, what's his name? Savannah. Oh, Savannah. I keep forgetting his name. Doctor Savannah. I think he's fairly flat. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess he. I guess it's good that he's driven, but I don't know. I. I mean, it's good that we got his origin. I don't know. I just feel like I would have liked more. Um, yeah, I would agree with him. That. Like so, that's probably the only thing I would have changed. It's a bit more character around him. So, but I guess on one hand, my defense of him is that he's driven, so that's nice, <laughs> like to be driven. But I equally think that, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it, but I just feel I like, like that he was relentless. More. But yeah, I think like as far as him being a strong villain, I don't think he was that strong. He was probably yeah. very middling. Yeah, I would say he's a. It was. A, Whilst he was a strong villain in terms of a threat level, yeah, he wasn't a strong enough for me to go. I want to see that villain again. Yeah. Like he's not uh, one of those villains. But you know, mid well, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 I know how it ends. That like we potentially may see him again, but it's not like when Heath Ledger's Joker at the end of um, the Dark Knight, you want him to be back in the third. Film. Oh, of I course, know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Obviously, that wasn't possible, uh, and I know we've seen over the years. Like we talked about this with um, uh, uh, Ant Man two. Where mm-hmm. with the uh, the character of Ghost, we wanted to see her again. Yeah, uh, and she was a. Um, whilst I didn't feel her threat level wasn't high as a villain, yeah, but I really wanted to see her again for her character. Mm-hmm. So uh, he doesn't make me want to see his character that much. They didn't do enough to really, I don't know, fill him out enough. I think that's yeah. probably. But I guess if we see him again. <laughs> They can change that. I so. mean, who knows? I don't know if he's going to be in the sequel, but we'll see. Because uh, in that mid credit scene, when he's talking to the Caterpillar, the Caterpillar is Mr. Mind. <laughs> and Mr. Mind, as well as Dr. Savannah, are two of the three big bads for Shazam. So who knows? Uh, so the thing that I would change. I... Does, by, the, by the way, before you say it, he doesn't appear to be in the credits for number two. Oh, well, boo. Um, what would you change I hated what they did with Billy's mom I absolutely hated what they did with that entire sequence at the end of the film I think it would have been far more impactful if 
the kids because his his siblings found his mother like they gave him the information they gave him the address it would have been far more profound to me if he had gone and never knocked on the door like right before he gets ready to knock on the door his phone rings and it's dr savannah and then he Mm -hmm. leaves and realizes like he doesn't need her because he has a family Uh but like to watch her not give a shit about the kid that she left at a carnival like that was so awful it was so awful and it was just completely unnecessary for them to treat billy that way like you could have left out him meeting her like he could have gone all the way there and then maybe got like stage fright and didn't actually knock on the door and i think that would have been just as impactful um but i just thought that that whole sequence with him meeting her again was completely unnecessary and it was just cruel like it did not need to be there when I saw that scene, because obviously I'm a dad with two girls, and I just thought, like, I can't imagine, right? Like, just I can't imagine walking away in in a in any any you know not just you know, not just a uh, fun fun uh, not just a fair or whatever, but just today from home, just going right, oh, I'm gone, packing mm-hmm. my bags, shooting off, and yeah, starting a new life with my children. It'd be just such a bizarre concept to me. I just don't get, and I know there's so many people for a variety of reasons that choose to do it and and you know maybe sometimes you know look at her leaving he actually has now found a a better family and a life for himself and maybe than he would have done with her but Mm -hmm. i just can't the concept of ever leaving my children is one i could never do or imagine like just doing that so yeah and i love that at the beginning like we get the juxtaposition of this the caseworker and she's like I don't know why you keep wasting your time looking for someone that never looked for you. Yeah. And, and, and she's hard. like, I it's know hard. that this is harsh to say, but like, you need to hear it. Like, why? Why are you chasing someone who never looked for you? Like, she knew that you were lost. And you know what I mean? Mm. Like, so I just, I thought that that scene, if if you had left it at the beginning and left the audience in the dark, like, maybe something happens. Like, maybe, I don't know maybe she did look for him or something and we just don't realize it. But like for her to have been so nonchalant about her son, like rocking up at her door, like I just thought that was real fucked up. And I would have, I would have cut that out completely and never just, I never would have reintroduced her. That would have been what I would have done. I think that would have been actually like leaving a little bit open. Right. You you could have almost had come back to that again in the second film. Right. Um, but it, yeah, but then again, I guess that scene would have still been horrible, regardless of whether they'd shown it or not. Yeah. But for him to make that decision to actually be like, no, I don't need her. Like, right. Like, I was, even... there's this K drama that I watch where a kid is, is like a similar situation happens. A kid is waiting for his mom to come and pick him up, but his mom actually got hit by a car and she was in a coma. And so, like, nobody knew that she had a son. And mm. so they they lost each other for a very long time. And then when they were reunited, she had this whole other family and yada, yada, yada. But like, it was a different thing because she literally was in an accident and physically incapable of going back to get her child versus like this woman just saw like the kid ran, like got lost at the carnival and she saw the kid with the cops and was like, oh, you know what? They're going to do better than I can. So peace out. Like, I'm done. I just that was real. I don't know. Like, I just feel like as the audience, we didn't need to see that. We did not Mm -hmm. need to see exactly what happened there. Like, I think Billy could have still been a strong character 
realizing it on his own without her being cruel. Like he could have realized for himself that these are the people that he is choosing over choosing the person that never looked for him. You know what I mean? So let's bring this to a close. I I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know what you would rate it. Um, I'd actually give this film like a four and a half. Okay. I will go with a five for this film. Wow. It's a good film. It's a really good film. I've wow. Mark is not usually generous with the fives. <laughs> it's a good film. I think it's a really good film. I'll be honest, you know, you could chip away a little bit, but I thought, no, it's a five. So. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, honestly, the cast is what makes this film if so it, good. If it, if it had Henry Cavill in it, would you have given it a five? Not necessarily, no. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I thought, I thought that that little tiny Superman cameo was perfect. Yeah. Uh, I think it was perfect for that film. Yes. Like, for this film. Not not for... I think, you know, if you'd have done the same thing with the Rocks movie, shown some some guy from the, the, oh, the yeah, neck no. downwards, that would have been awful. And no, that would never have worked. That wouldn't have suited that tone of film. So. But I did love the Black Adam nod that they had in this film at the very beginning where they explain why oh, the yeah, Council of Wizards is gone. Yeah. They show a little bit of the Rock, don't they? So well, that was kind of, not not the Rock, you know, Black Adam. But yeah, Black Adam, yeah, yeah. I no. thought that was cool. Yeah, I did think that was cool. I straight away thought, oh, that's Black Adam. Yep. I, and it's a shame because from what I've heard is that Dwayne Johnson wasn't interested in doing anything with Shazam. Like he wanted which, to, which is a bummer. He went straight for yeah. Superman. He was like, I ain't yeah. fighting a fourteen-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Next episode, we'll be reviewing Shazam, Fury of the Gods, shockingly. Mm. Uh, You can follow us on social media. We are Geeks Unleashed on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google Puppy and Apple Spotify, we're everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, Pigs out. (laughs) 